Shane Van Gisbergen uh, from Red Bull Racing Australia joins the program now after a day carting clients around in circles. A uh, bit of entertainment for you, Shane. A whole lot less pressure. Do you enjoy days like that, ride days like that? Yeah, how you going, mate? Yeah, yeah it's good. a pretty, pretty cool day, but, uh, yeah, always, always good fun. And uh, you've got, obviously, uh, strict limits you've got to adhere to, so you don't uh, scare them too much. So a bit of a doddle? Like or, what? <laughs> well, I've, I've done a couple <laughs> of them. I've been told that if you um, scrape a wall, you get into all sorts of trouble. Is that not the case with you? Oh, you know, yes and no. You still want to show people what the cars can do. So, yeah, I was driving flat out today. <laughs> yeah, and I see that... We don't get to practice much, so that's the best thing about it. You're just doing laps in the actual race car. So, yeah, pretty cool. Whereabouts were you doing the laps? Uh, we were out at um, Queensland Raceway, so where we raced uh, on the weekend just gone. Okay, so we know that you were doing that because uh, at the end of the race and, and the victory you had in, in the second race the weekend, race 20, uh, you, you held back a wee bit when it came to your celebrating, and that was team orders because they wanted the car in a decent state. Is that the truth? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, the, the guys were, uh, you know, they had a little bit of work to do Sunday to turn the car around, so uh, it was good good not for them to have yesterday off. We, we all cruised, and then, yeah, into it today was a full day. Right, let's talk about the weekend uh, just gone. Yeah, I suppose the first point of order is the success, the victory you had in that second race. Must be absolutely ecstatic, slowly but surely closing that gap over McLaughlin. This is ending up being quite a fight, isn't it, Shane? Uh, not really, because he got a first and second as well. So we didn't really close the gap at all. It, um, it was a pretty awesome, tight weekend. Um, and yeah, just the fight between uh, Red Bull Holden Racing Team and, and Dick Johnson's been pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, we just hopefully hopefully carried on. But yeah, definitely definitely um, a good weekend for us. But they don't make mistakes either. So yeah, we got to be on top of our game, and and the pressure's huge every week. Uh... Well, you're right, technically speaking, because over the weekend you didn't. But uh, after race 19, yeah. you, t- you technically closed the gap. Then again, on the Sunday <laughs> though, didn't you? You came back again, so it's a bit of a <laughs> springboard. But what you've got yeah. to like about that weekend. Tell us about your starts. I don't think I've seen a guy get off the line so well in two consecutive races like that. What was the trick there, Shane? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, but but I just hope it carries on. Um, we had, had some stuff come onto the car um, at Darwin, and, and ever since then I've been getting more and more used to it and more and more in a rhythm. So hopefully it carries on. Um, we've got some big, important starts coming up for some big races, so hopefully we can just keep getting them. But, yeah, we'll see. Race 19, tell us what was going through your mind when you, when you leapt off the line and basically cut through all of the opposition. You probably, I heard you on the, uh, on the team radio. I've got, I got, I got no idea which one race 19 is. We just call them race Saturday or Sunday race. Saturday. We, race, we, don't, we don't count the races like, <laughs> like I guess people do. Well, on Saturday, when you peeled through the whole pack uh, right at the start of the race, what were you thinking? Oh, yeah, it was good. That, that, we had a pretty um, average qualifying, so... I think we started eighth um, and, yeah, got up to third on the first lap. So it was pretty awesome. Um, and, yeah, that, that set up a, a second place for that race, which was great. What, what do you put it down to the fact the speed you've got at the moment over your teammate Jamie Wincup? Has that discussed much? Oh, not really. Like, he was he was every bit our match at the last round. Um, he, he won the first race and then we fought for the lead in the second. And then he out-qualified me on, on Saturday. So I don't think there's an issue there. Um, we're sort of tip for tap which is good and we're all trying different things with the setup trying to make progress so yeah working very closely and, and our speeds are evenly matched and 
and that goes for Craig as well. And his race pace is just as quick as all of us. Talking to Shane Van Gisborne from uh, Red, Hill Holden, Red Bull Holden Racing Team in the uh, Virgin Australia Supercar Series. Uh, let's talk about Sunday. I won't go to race 19 or 20. Let's just talk about Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting on Sunday with uh, Fabian Coulthard's decision to uh, stick an indicator on uh, what, about a third of the way yep. through the race, round turn six, and say, you can move by. Uh, we understand the logic behind that, but non-motorsport fans yep. might not. Can you explain what that process was all about, why he did that? Yeah, well, quite simply, we have a rule uh, so that the fuel economy is fair for, for everyone in the racing. Um, you know, the Nissan in particular is quite bad on fuel economy. So the rule is that you have to stick, I think it's 120 or 140 litres in the car during those type of races. I think it's 120. And so in the first stop, you'll come in and put, you can put 60 in and, or 40, 80, whatever. And then you, then you will put the opposite amount to get to 120 in the second stop. So unfortunately, in the middle stint of the race, everyone's on different fuel loads and you're not actually racing, which is quite boring. Um, but that's where the race is won or lost. And, you know, Fabian at that time was running third on the road, but he hadn't put much fuel in. So technically he was racing Jamie and Rick Kelly for sixth and seventh at that time. So he wasn't really racing me, but yeah, he could have held me up and, you know, cost me a second or two. But it's not really racing, you know, so that's quite, that's probably the real negative of our format at the moment, but it's fair for all the competitors for the, for the fuel economy. So I'm not sure what the best thing is, but I would do the exact same if it was Scott or it was Fabian in the middle stint of those Sunday races, you just let, let them pass because you're only holding yourself up and you're not racing the other cars in the middle stint. So is this a, a basically an unwritten rule between all of the drivers and all the teams that that's the gentleman's agreement. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> No, there's quite a few drivers in the field I would not let pass, but there's a few of them who, you know, you just you, you work well with them and, it, and that stuff pays back, you know. All those good guys, um, you know, the Chazzes and the, the Scotties, Fabians, my teammates, you, you know, you let them pass, they, they let you pass. And, you know, there's, there's no point racing silly. It's smart racing and it, and it helps yourself. Looking back at it, if Fabian had have gotten your way and slowed things up, would that affect you at the back end when it comes to your race against Scott in, in any way, shape, or form? Uh, could could he play those team uh, rules? Or well, who knows? Like he he um, he he, I came out I think two seconds ahead of Scotty. If he held me up those two seconds, maybe. But um, I would have used my tyres more in the middle stint to get up to Scotty quicker. So who knows? There's so many things that that play out. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. For such a uh, plain-looking track, the paperclip, that's what it is, it provides some sensational runs, uh, running and some great lines. Mm-hmm. From a racing perspective, it must be awesome to race at, just trying to judge what people are going to do, how they line up, how yeah. they operate around that track. It's really quite quite stimulating. Yeah, it looks pretty boring on paper, but it's got every type of corner, um, high speed, low speed, medium, it's got everything, and it's quite good for racing. Quite a bit of passing goes on uh, if you've got a pace advantage, so... Yeah, and, and as a fan, anywhere you are around the track, you can see the whole thing. So, um, yeah, the location might not be the best, but the track track's not too bad. And lastly, before we go, you've got a, uh, a week or so to go before you uh, hit the night races at what used to be called Eastern yep. Creek. You must be so looking forward to this. Just a, a different tweak on it, a different uh, format, if you will. Yeah, just got to eat some carrots, I guess. We haven't really done a night race in supercars. I've done a lot, a lot of night races around the world, so... Uh, it's not new to me, but um, yeah, it should be should be pretty cool. It's actually 
probably the biggest wild card in the championship. It's a 300-kilometre race worth 300 points, and that's the same as what Bathurst is worth. So it's really crazy that they've decided to do that for that amount of points. But, uh, you know, they're trying to make it exciting, night race, new thing, trying to get people out there. So hopefully we get a good crowd and it's well attended and it's a, and it's a good race because it's um, probably the, the, the biggest change, championship changer. Yeah, we're going to be huge. Red Rooster Sydney Super Night 300 on the weekend, August 3rd to the 4th, and uh, you'll be there right at the front. Good on you. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen out of uh, Holden Red Bull Racing. Thanks very much for answering the phone. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, mate.